from the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the End Report Husker Show. Welcome in, everyone, to the 1011 Now Streaming Studio. I'm Bill Rentschler alongside Chase Madison. Uh, again, following a Husker loss in Boulder, 36-14. to There's a lot to talk about from this game. Uh, we're going to join uh, Sports Director Kevin Suits, though, who is in Boulder. So let's just go ahead and bring in Kevin right away. And Kevin, kind of tell us, uh, again, you were there in Boulder. Uh, kind of tell us, how was it? Uh, again, obviously another frustrating loss for Husker fans. How was it, Bill? Well, if you're a Nebraska fan, it wasn't good. Uh, the Huskers hung tough with the Buffaloes, 22nd-ranked team in college football in the first half. And then Nebraska in the third quarter made it a one-score game. Jeff Sims had a nice long touchdown run. And you thought if you're a Nebraska fan that we're in business, this thing could be a full four-quarter game. But then Colorado's offense got humming, and the game just quickly flipped on the Huskers. Buffaloes scored 23 unanswered points. Shadur Sanders got better as the game went on. Nebraska got a touchdown late with the Thomas Fedoni uh, touchdown reception, but at that point the game was well over. It was interesting too at the very end, guys, a little bit of confusion. They just called the game with one second left. Matt Rule was on the field. He went out to shake Deion Sanders' fan. Uh, Sanders' hand. Uh, the PA guy was even telling all the students to get off the field because there was a second left, but pretty inconsequential. It was just a very bizarre finish to a game that, uh, you know, Colorado is going to look back fondly on. They go to 2-0 as Nebraska falls to 0-2 under first-year head coach Matt Rule. Yeah, Kevin, there was a lot to take away from this game. The defense, I think, played as well as we've ever really seen them play over the past couple years, probably for the, at least for the first half and certainly into the third quarter, but the offense just couldn't get going. You had Jeff Sims, more turnovers, almost a little bit of a quarterback controversy there in the middle of the game. Uh, what did you make of, of offense and defense today? Well, you're right. The defense did play well. Offensively, the turnovers are, are a pretty concerning element of Nebraska's offense. Uh, four times the Huskers uh, let the football go today, and they weren't in great field uh, field position situations. Oh, yeah. Look at the first one, which was uh, a fumbled snap. Nebraska was driving on the opening drive of the ball game. They were in Colorado territory, and you got the sense the Huskers were going to get some points, whether it's a field goal or find the end zone. Uh, but then you just put the ball on the turf with a with a bad snap, and Colorado recovers. So that was the start of a mistake-filled game for Nebraska. Four turnovers, and considering what happened up in Minnesota, it's it's a glaring issue for the Huskers right now. Uh, you mentioned quarterback controversy. Matt Rule said that, yes, Heinrich Harburg did warm up in the second quarter at one point, but there was no intent of putting him in the game. There wasn't even a conversation about that. They were going to stay with Jeff Sims. But there is some chatter right now with Nebraska fans wondering what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. Heinrich got in the ballgame late. Chubba Purdy got one snap because Harburg's helmet came off. Uh, but Jeff Sims is the top. Sorry, we're getting uh, we're getting some guys. Uh, it's just been a bizarre day. Let's just say that. It has been a bizarre day. Uh, Somebody was just yelling at all the cameras. And, and it's been a circus here, guys, to say the, le uh, say the least. Okay, well, Kevin, uh, well, well, hopefully we'll have you here for just another minute or two and we'll wrap it up. Defense again, uh, they had six sacks, uh, nine tackles for loss. Chase, what did you make of the defense today? Yeah, I thought defense played well. Um, and, you know, obviously was able to control Shadur Sanders and slow him down the first half. But this is also a Colorado team that is explosive. And so eventually the wheels did fall off and mm -hmm. there was some busted coverages. And Travis Hunter made some plays and Shadur Sanders was able to be dynamic. But... 
you look at this, this is a, a Nebraska defense that Cameron Lenhart, huge plays in the first half. And so just a, an overall, I think there's a lot to take away positive from mm -hmm. the defense today, even though they give up 36 points. Kevin, going into the season, again, you looked at this opening stretch at Minnesota, conference game at Colorado. Uh, again, everyone hoped for 2-0 and and you know thought best case scenario was 1-1, one and one, and they're coming out 0-2 as they finally get to return to Memorial Stadium uh, next week. What does this team, I guess, have to kind of do, uh, you know, looking in the mirror between now and next Saturday when they face Northern Illinois? Well, having just talked to the players at the post-game news conference, Bill, they need to flush it, not just this game, but the first two games of this season. Uh, they return home. The home opener is next Saturday against Northern Illinois. And can Nebraska mentally withstand this sluggish start to the season from a football perspective? Can they improve on hanging on to the football? They're doing themselves no favors with the turnovers and the penalties. And guys, I got to say, I believe the turning point in this game, in my opinion, was late in the second quarter. The Huskers had the football. It was third and 12. They were in their own territory. And at that point, Nebraska had only given up three points. It was a three nothing game. You thought with the defense holding Colorado to oh, under 150 yards at that point, you know, the it wouldn't be such a bad situation to just have to punt the football away and give it to Colorado with two minutes and they had to go 80 yards considering their offense didn't look great in the first half. So that's kind of what I was mentally thinking Nebraska would do with third and 12, just run the ball, punt it, try to go to the locker room with a 3-0 score. Instead, Jeff Sims rolls out, throws a pass. It's intercepted in Nebraska territory. Next play, Colorado hits a touchdown pass and all of a sudden, it's 10-0. So you talk about the quick changes in this game. There was one in the first half, which came late in the second quarter. And then there was a series of them in the third and fourth quarters where Colorado just really took control of the game. And Matt Rule on the sidelines multiple times, guys. He just had his hands on his hips, shaking his head. He kept coaching his guys. But you could tell that he knew this game completely got away from his team. Yeah, you could go back to last week against Minnesota. Last five minutes of the game, things kind of fell apart. This week, kind of the last five minutes of the first half, things kind of fell apart for him, Chase. Yeah, uh, turnovers just amounting. And then as Kevin mm -hmm. just mentioned, that interception and then the one-play touchdown, that was the first break of the defense in that first half. So um, just a really big swing there. I completely agree with Kevin, and I think it just was kind of – it just was a momentum shifter. And then you see in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, not being able to convert on fourth down and the offense stalling, really slowing that down. And then, you know, you see Jeff Sims have that big touchdown run in the third quarter. But besides that, the offense just could not get going. And we'll even mention that while the defenses came along, the offense needs to improve each week and more and more. Yeah, again, the Huskers finished with 341 total yards, uh, 222 on well, the ground, 119 through the air. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Chase, one of the big points. Chase, one of the big points there is, you know, the offense changed throughout the game. Gabe Irvin averaged over four yards per carry. He did a nice job, and he carried the load in the backfield for Nebraska. But as Colorado started to stretch the lead, the Huskers were unable to just sit on the football and milk the clock, which is what was effective in the first half. So the score and the deficit Nebraska faced 
forced the Huskers to modify the game plan, and they had to start getting a little bit risky with some of the play calls. They attempted to work in Nate Borkercher, Thomas Fedoni, Billy Kemp. We saw some nice plays uh, out of the Virginia transfer, but overall, that was not the game Nebraska's coaching staff wanted to play against Colorado but they were forced to given the circumstance. I just recall when Nebraska was down 20 to seven, this next series that the Huskers had, it was quick and it was pass heavy. And again, that just lends itself to uh, Nebraska was trying to call the game based on the situation, not from what the overall approach and their philosophy for trying to win this ball game was going into it. And Kevin, you've mentioned before again, wide receiver, uh, that room, is a little bit of an issue. Lost uh, some of its playmakers uh, with Isaiah Garcia Castaneda being out for the season now, Xavier Betts leaving the team. Uh, and now, uh, again, definitely a concern moving forward. If the Huskers have to air it out, will they be able to? They can. They have to have the receivers to be able to air it out. Uh, they have some speed on the team, but that speed is young. I assume some of those guys are still learning the, play, uh, the plays and still trying to settle in uh, with this offense. The guys I'm referencing would be, of course, Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd, some speed burners, but you know they've had very limited action so far over the first two games. Josh Fleeks is somebody that I thought we were going to maybe see a little bit more of in this game, but instead it was just that trusty group of Alex Bullock, uh, Billy Kemp, the fourth, and then the tight ends, Borkercher and Thomas Fedoni, uh, were the top targets for the Huskers in this game. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of ways to dissect this. The more as time passes after this game, uh, in short, guys, defense good, steps forward, turnovers huge issue. That's not just a one game thing. It's a season long concern. And then what's going to happen at the quarterback position? There's a lot of people uh, that aren't so sure that Jeff Kemp or uh, Jeff Sims, excuse me, uh, will be quarterbacking this team the entire season or that they want that just because of the turnovers that Sims has had so far in this season. And Kevin, before we let you go, I'll, I'll ask you real quick. We talked earlier this week about Colorado. What, what were your takeaways, I guess, from that side of the ball? Deion Sanders, uh, Shadur Sanders at quarterback, Travis Hunter at wide receiver and defensive back. Again, looked like a team that, you know, maybe could make some noise in the Pac-12 this year. They're, they're flashy. Um, yeah. they had, it's kind of like watching a video game at times. When they get humming, they've got playmakers. Uh, they're a fun watch if you like college football. They're not a fun watch if you're rooting for the team that's going against them. Travis Hunter is a special talent. Shadur Sanders, you know, he, he, I guess, wasn't as impressive getting out of the pocket as I thought he was. But, man, he can hit some throws. He can thread the needle. And he has a nice deep ball, nice touch. But this is a team that plays with an insane amount of swagger. And I've never seen a coach spend more time on the field of play than Deion Sanders. He is regularly on the field and there were a few instances when he was near the numbers matt rule of course and nebraska's coaching staff on the sides it, like off of the field of play I, I don't say it's uncommon for coaches to be on there but Dion spends an, an unusual amount of time that close to the action uh but it wasn't a rah-rah Deion sanders that we saw coaching this colorado football team yeah he was coaching um 
And he lets his assistants do a lot. And I think that that's one thing that really struck me. But overall, this is a team that plays with a lot of confidence. And you just got the sense once they, once they started to stretch the lead, this is a team that's going to just use that momentum and be able to really run away with the game. That's what they did against Nebraska. And uh, obviously the folks here in Boulder and the Colorado faithful that was in Folsom Field today, they enjoyed it. And you can tell that they are feeding into the environment and the atmosphere that is now in place with Deion Sanders and this coaching staff coaching the Buffaloes. Absolutely, Kevin. All right, well, it looks like you might about get you might be mowed over there. It looks like they're mowing the field here. So we'll go ahead and we'll let you go. Thanks for jumping in and joining us from Boulder again. You will have coverage and all the highlights, post-game reaction uh, tonight uh, at 10. Uh, no early show this evening, but you will be uh, in the 10 o'clock newscast tonight. So thanks so much, Kevin. You bet. All right, that was Sports Director Kevin Suits again live for us in Boulder. Thanks uh, so much for uh, him to uh, uh, to jump on and join us on the Unreport Husker Show. Chase, again, just to break down some additional stuff. Um, again, four turnovers again for the Huskers today. Yeah. Three fumbles. Uh, and those fumbles coming on snap issues, hitting the motion man. Jeff Sims just dropping a couple snaps. Uh, again, and then there was the interception he threw as well towards the end of the first half. Yeah, well, um, the, the worst turnover was the interception, as Kevin mentioned just earlier from Folsom Field, that um, that was a momentum shifter. But then also, like the fumbles, it's almost inexcusable. It almost feels like um, Sims has the key to the car, but kind of gets a little bit nervous behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. And um, at times, maybe it was the noise. Uh, Rule mentioned in the post game some silent snap counts they were trying to go through, mm -hmm. kind of were poorly executed because of the the noise. And mm -hmm. then they've had back to back really um, intense environments with Minnesota, and even more so today in Colorado. Even though there might have been more Husker fans in Boulder, it was still it's a different environment, and it looked like it was a different environment mm -hmm. on TV today. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of inexcusable. And then they had a fumble that the fullback fell on. Um, uh, Lindenmeyer, but mm -hmm. that was also just a procedural mistake. Like that's well, it was on third down. Too. It was yeah, it was on it was on third down, and the ball gets snapped into the side of the fullback. Like that just shouldn't be happening. And um, and then you look at this, the fumbles that Sims lost, and even the I think it went down as a fumble by Gabe Irvin Jr. on the stat sheet, but that was a missed handoff by can, Sims by Sims to Irvin, where like Irvin gets the gets doxed for that. However, mm. that whole connection really stem from sim so i think just right there was just issues and then you know you have to give it to give it to colorado they had playmakers we knew that coming in uh we saw tcu run all over them in week one i feel like sims did have some flashes and gabe Irvin played really well in the first half but in the second half the front seven for colorado kind of stepped up and they made some plays yeah. so uh, there was more of that and even like they were even able to get to sims at times and really kind of slowed down uh, the Nebraska rushing attack. They, Nebraska did still have over 200 rushing yards, but mm -hmm. um, so so Colorado's defense wasn't perfect. But I think the front seven, because you knew you had playmakers on the outside with Travis Hunter, you had Shiloh Sanders at safety. But I think the front seven for Colorado played better, mm -hmm. um, and they took advantage of the turnovers. You, you can like you can turn the ball over all you want. And in the first half, Nebraska's defense was playing well enough to slow down those turnovers. But in the second half, you had you had another turnover, and then you had two fourth down conversions that they were trying to do to come back mm. that failed. 
and, the, and Colorado executed and capitalized. So four turnovers, 16 points off those turnovers. Yeah. Again, if you take away the 16 points, you're talking it's a 20 to 7 game. And, and 20 again, to 14 at the end. 20 to 14 at the end. And again, especially through the first half, that definitely felt like a game that the Huskers lost more than the Colorado won with the self inflicted wound. Yeah. Definitely felt like it probably should have been 13 to nothing Nebraska at half versus 13 to nothing Colorado. Um, again, with some of the the well, and miscues I, on and I would even say yeah. That besides that touchdown, that interception, like, and Kevin mentioned this too. Even if you like try to get into field goal range, but you you get down and you run the clock out from like the fifty at halftime, you head into the locker room, um, and it, well, if you could have like sustained that drive yeah. before the pick, you head into the locker room at three nothing. Yeah, you're coming in the second half, and it's almost like it's almost a zero zero game. I'm not saying that it, yeah. it is, but the way the Nebraska defense was playing, you have to look at it almost as a 0-0 game. No. Um, but you have the interception happen, and then the next play, it's a touchdown to Xavier Weaver, who also was a standout player today. Travis Hunter made some plays, had some flashes, but the secondary played pretty well against Hunter and Jimmy Horn Jr. Um, there was a few times mismatches, but then also they were able to contain uh, Dylan Edwards, right? He had mm -hmm. 55 yards rushing, but that was that 134-yard carry. Yep. Uh, but he was dynamic against TCU, and they were able to really slow him down. So uh, Xavier Weaver shine for Colorado, uh, but you look at that turnover happening at the end of the first half, that was that was really the, the difference maker of the first half because turnover happens, they score, then Nebraska gets the ball back, and now they're kind of thinking, well, maybe we have to maybe we have to try to score because now we're down ten before half, mm -hmm. and Jeff Sims runs out, of bounds runs out of bounds with 55 seconds left or something it was like around 50 seconds around 50 seconds Stops left when clock. he could have gone down and forced Colorado to use their timeout. Their last they time ended out. up yeah their last timeout. They ended up using their last timeout with a second left in field goal range. Jace mm -hmm. Feely knocks it through to make it 13 nothing. And it just shifted the game, really. And, you know, overall, this is... I'm not saying it's going to be a long Nebraska football season, but it's going to be a long Nebraska football season. You see Coach Rule, you see Coach Sanders. They're taking different approaches to being first-year head coaches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but... Colorado, Colorado Buffalo has swung like pretty well with the transfer portal and been able to kind of flip the, the script on the narrative of who they are. Mm. And we knew they had playmakers, but really when it comes down to it, the guys up front and then the, the two sides of the ball, the trenches, the O-line, and the front sevens have to play well. And they did enough to, to play well, and they capitalized on Nebraska's mistakes. It it just felt like they continued to Nebraska continued to beat themselves up, mm -hmm. and you do that, you're not going to win football games. And no. we'll set it. Yeah. So you look at some of the stats again. Sims finished nine for 15, 106 yards, throwing the ball, one interception, running the ball. He had 10 carries for 67 yards. Obviously, the big run being the 57 well, yard run. And talk about stats. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Grant didn't didn't get a carry. Did not get, did not have a carry. I don't think I saw him on the field. And you know, like, didn't have a carry. Had a, the one of the most costly plays of the Minnesota game with the mm -hmm. fumble. Um, wasn't everything. Like they still, Nebraska still had a very good chance in that game. Mm -hmm. um, it, they, will, it just will be interesting. Again, Anthony, Anthony Grant fumbles that ball last week. Matt Rule says he's had fumble issues, can't turn the ball over for me. Well, Jeff Sims is responsible for interesting quite thing a few today turnovers too, for the first that, two weeks. The interesting thing is that obviously quarterback is a bigger position. And when you have Gabe Irvin Jr., who was pretty great today in the first half and you have Ramir Johnson who really made some nice dynamic plays when you have them two it makes Rhett not playing Grant 
more understandable. Mm -hmm. But this is Matt Rule, who Grant gets put third on the depth chart to start mm -hmm. the season, comes into Minnesota because I think it was just uh, Barthel Beth or Bethel, the, the running backs coach, just had him in for that scheme, fumbles. Rule kind of makes sure he doesn't get hit the field today. Mm -hmm. But then you see Jeff Sims have pretty much three fumbles account yep. for in an interception. Yep. How will Rule, obviously it's a bigger position. It is. How will Rule treat that? Will Will Matt Rule be the guy to continue to have success with, to continue to have faith in Jeff? And to start the half, he even said it post game. He's like, there was no there chance was no that talk. Sims yep. wasn't coming out there. And I think like, I think maybe the right thing to do is to, to go through the growing pains of Sims and watch him get better. Mm -hmm. But for Nebraska fans, it's <laughs> It's more growing pains. They're not going to be. Um, I think Nebraska fans like see mistakes and want changes to happen. And, well, again, and, and you, you play someone like Colorado, who we're both in year one of these programs. Yeah. Colorado's two zero. They're probably going to be ranked. I don't know, top fifteen next week at this point. Yeah. Uh, with its with face performance. And yeah. Uh, literally the other side of the spectrum, Nebraska sitting here 0-2, a loss to Minnesota where you feel like you definitely should have won in a game today where you were definitely in it for the first half and then the wheels just kind well, of Well, and off. this is like, this is college football. Like, this yeah. is this is kind of what Nebraska has known over the past few years. And, like, compared to the, compared to rule in the NFL, like, Carolina Panthers are, the, Nebraska's not getting the number one pick. No, right? no, so like, not. Th this is a rebuild that, you know, you, you – can be happy with certain things, but Rule mentioned it. A week to week, they have to see improvement. Yes. Like even if this does finish out as a losing season in year one of Rule, you have to see improvement from game to game, and I think we will. Um, but for Nebraska fans, it is hard to see Sims continue to struggle heavily. It's early. just you know two really tough games right out of the gate. Yeah. You know maybe these two, two tough games, environments and tough. Maybe tough these results. two games go differently if you're playing Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech first. And then you get Minnesota and Colorado or something like that. Who knows? But just to go through some other stats real quick, Gabe Irvin Jr. finishes with 17 rushing attempts, 74 yards, a long of 26. Uh, Ramir Johnson had 11 carries for 66 yards. Receiving, Billy Kemp more involved today. Um, he had five catches for 57 yards. Nate Borkacher, three ca two catches for 33 yards. Thomas Fedoni getting his first, first catches catch as a Husker. And, and first touchdown. First touchdown right there at the very end. Two catches, 13 yards, and one touchdown. Marcus Washington, one catch for 13. Ramir Johnson, one catch for 13. Again, looking at Colorado, Shadur Sanders looked the part. Again, we've, you know, Kevin said it, flashy, but... Smart smart player. Like, you know, he, he knows where to put the ball, it, and even the touchdown to... Uh, in the, the touchdown, I think it was Xavier Weaver in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much almost looked like he threw the ball behind him, but it was like perfect between Omar Brown and just to to protect his receiver so some smart throws by sanders and mm -hmm. you know the difference is is like like he's talented but he also just hasn't made hasn't shown mistakes mm -hmm. you look up in the end of the game he finishes 31 for 42 just shy of 400 yards two touchdowns he ran in for another one so 75 percent completion percentage his passer rating is almost i think the only thing the only knock on sanders today which is a credit to nebraska's defense took some sacks is that yeah he took some sacks and just like he seemingly wasn't able to be as um, as in much of an escape artist mm -hmm. as some might have thought. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but credit to the Nebraska's defense, eight sacks. Yeah, eight sacks uh, and 11 tackles for loss. Um, Kim Lemhart, uh, Lenhart had two sacks. Uh, he looked yeah. really good. Ty- Again, you didn't have Ty Robinson in the first half because of the targeting penalty last week, but the defense looked great. Uh, again, one and a half sacks for Luke Reimer, two sacks for Nick Henrich, two for Kim Lenhart, one for Jamari Butler, one for Taman Lineman. Uh, he had a forced fumble, half a sack for Riley Van Poppel, freshman in there. So, again, and then tackles for loss. Again, uh, you know, Mikhail Gabor had uh, one. Omar Brown had a really good one on a fourth down play. Yeah, there was a, they tried to run a reverse to Jimmy Horn Jr., and he just blew it up, which um, gave Nebraska the ball back um, mm-hmm. in a good situation. And then they, um, I believe that's when the Jeff Sims touchdown happened. Yeah. So that was a good start to the third quarter. Yep. You know, Colorado drives down looks like Colorado might score again you get the fourth down stop with Omar Brown and then Jeff Sims he, Jeff Sims did show with that one play that he's got wheels he's got wheels and he also like he made some throws he had a beautiful throw on like third and 15 to Alex, to Alex Bullock, Bullock who dropped, dropped it. it he had a great uh wide out like just sprint out connection with Billy Kemp mm-hmm. uh, it was good to see him involved and then I also think Nate Borkature and Fedoni are both pretty talented mm-hmm. there was a throw by Harburg for Fadoni's first he just catch, re- he just it was behind. And... It was it was like it was basically to the Colorado defender. And he just took it. And Fadoni just just gr- yeah. So overall, like um, the re- the receiving core is still weak, mm-hmm. but showed some flashes today. You know, there there were some there were some positives, but definitely if you look at if you're doing a pros and cons list of the today's game, the defense. The defense won the day despite the 22-point loss. I mean, again, they were on the field for a long time, a lot of plays. And also, it doesn't help when the, the offense is giving Colorado the ball at the 20-yard line. Yes, yes. So now next week, uh, it's Northern Illinois, home opener, yep. 6 p.m. kick. You get Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. You want to say those are probably two wins um, before yeah. you start, uh, not start Big Ten play, you've already started Big Ten play. But you're talking about, you know, if you if you if you chalk up Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech as wins, you got to go win four of your last eight in 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 conference just to get to six and six. I don't which... know. If, do I, did I say seven and five ahead of the year? I think I was being a little bit too optimistic. Um, yeah, we mentioned this earlier. This is you know Sanders and Matt Rule are taking different approaches mm-hmm. and. Um, just a, a tough start to the year, and like we didn't, people didn't think Colorado was going to be Mm-mm. like this. Um, Minnesota was definitely a winnable game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you, for Nebraska fans, you'd hope it'd be with Colorado being this this talented, you'd hope it'd be one and one. But zero oh and two, you probably go into Michigan two and two, or you should. You hope, hope to expect to go into Michigan two and two. Um, and then I think I think Illinois and Northwestern are both beatable. Uh, Illinois, Illinois is on got, the road, but they lost last Kansas. night to Kansas. Yeah. And Northwestern looks like it, they potentially might be the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Yep. Um, and then Purdue is the first-year head coach in Ryan Walters. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan State, you never know what you're going to get from them. Um, and that, I mean, by that time you're 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 playing November football, so at that time things get things just get tough. Period. Yeah, I think like looking, we can't we can't look that far ahead, right? Like like I think, and that's kind of what I think rules mentality is: is that for anyone that's chalking it up, it's like, okay, how can Nebraska get six wins? They haven't been to a bowl game in forever. Fans want to go to a bowl game, right? 
like at the end of the day, rules rules vision is incremental. Northern his vision is Northern Illinois. That's where he's looking right now. He's he's mm -hmm. got the little like viewfinder that switches the <laughs> little things you yep. did as a kid. Yep. It's going Northern Illinois. Then it's going Louisiana Tech. Then it's going Michigan. One know every week. That's what that's, that's what, what the player said. Yep. And I think that's a good way to go about it for your first year. Um, Obviously, this was a big rivalry game, a reignited rivalry game, the 72nd introduction of this game since the 1800s. So, um, I did appreciate the Colorado Buffalo's Twitter account tw tweeted out a picture, you know, saying it was it was a packed house, but they only tweeted like half of the field. The picture is only right, half. You, of you the couldn't field. see the sea of red. You couldn't see the red, and I mean, it was probably. I mean, CU probably outnumbered Nebraska fans, but it was probably 60-40. Maybe sixty-five, thirty. Yeah, Colorado AD said, "Don't sell your tickets to anyone." Uh, they sold red, their tickets, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're just kind of rambling on here, but we are. It's going to be a long season um, for the Huskers, and you know, defense defense looked like there were some bright spots today, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, turnovers costly against Colorado. Minus six on the year. And in Colorado, the Matt so. Rule era is 0-2. 0-2 to start the Matt Rule area. All right, well, Chase, thanks so much again. You'll have coverage tonight at 10. Yep. I'm not sure entirely what time the 10 o'clock newscast will go on with football yep. on CBS. Tonight. And we have Nebraska Volleyball, too. So. And Nebraska Volleyball hosting Long Beach State, which should be an excellent match. So, again, look for all the highlights there coming up tonight on 10-11 at 10. Uh, so, uh, for Chase, uh, as well as Sports Director Kevin Suits, this has been another edition of the End Report Husker Show. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Make sure you like and subscribe to 10-11 on the YouTube. And, as always, for all the latest news, weather, and sports, keep it tuned to 10-11 both on air and online. Thanks, everyone so much for watching hope everyone has a nice saturday afternoon you've been listening to the end report husker show from 10 11 watch listen and stream on the 10 11 now app on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts for more husker coverage throughout the week watch the end report on 10 11 sports at 6 and 10 p.m and download the 10 11 now app